going in. Three. My thing just fell out. Oh, shit. Ah, it doesn't matter. We're going. We're going in three, two, one. What is up, inner city hermit followers, listeners, people who are tuning in for the first time? It's me. Haha, the inner city hermit. It's Matson coming back at you with another solo podcast uh, by myself. Um, and it's one that I've been really, really excited to do. Um, really excited to do. Um, the main reason I've been really excited to do it. Um, well, I'm always excited to do it pretty much. Um, I'm always excited to do it, but this one, this one's a good one because, um, well, to, to get straight into it, um, as I always do my, uh, my mental health check-in with you guys. Um, and I'm sure uh, hopefully a lot of other people are kind of doing that sort of stuff as well now. Um, but yeah, um, this weekend, this weekend, it doesn't happen often. It doesn't happen often. I'm, I'm usually really, um, really conscious about, um, how I'm feeling and like, you know, what to do when I'm not feeling that great and different things. Um, but this weekend, man, um, this weekend was tough. It was really tough. Um, it wasn't tough. Nothing went on nothing. And I think this is the, this is the thing that, um, a lot of people kind of struggle with is that there's, there's nothing that triggered it. Nothing triggers it. It's, so I'll give you the backstory pretty much. So um, I woke up on Saturday morning, no dramas, n- nothing wrong. I had a great week. Um, I had, I was eating great food. I just, there, was, there was nothing really on. The, the, main, the only thing I could probably think of was the fact that I, I didn't go to gym. I didn't go to gym at all. And it was not, not because I was busy, not because I was anything. I, just, I literally just couldn't be bothered, which, well, I went to gym twice, but, you know, it, it's not, that's, not, that's not really my goal. For me, that's, that's kind of pretty mediocre, which is kind of shitty because, you know, I'm still there. I'm still doing my thing. I'm going, as, uh, you know, Jocko Willing says, you know, I'm going through the motions, but fuck it, at least I'm there. So, um, yeah, so I had a, a fine day, sad day, nothing, and then... Um, I was, uh, you know, not drinking, nothing like that. There was no alcohol involved or anything like that. But um, I just, there was a feeling and, and I've had it, I've, I have it every so often. Okay. So, you know, it, it's not really, I'm, not, I'm never hiding it, but um, I just got really, really low, like really down, really. And it was the way it's, it's hard when you're, and, you know, I kind of understand why people um, are a little bit, you know, Oh, I don't want to talk to someone because they don't understand. I get that too. I, I, when I'm trying to explain things, so for example, I was trying to explain to Kia how I was feeling and I couldn't explain um, how I was feeling because I just felt so, so shit and nothing, there was no, no cause, nothing. It was just, I don't know, something in my brain. But anyway, I was, I was sitting there and I was, and I was talking to people and, uh, we were at sort of a social event and I was talking to people like normal, but I found it really, really hard to kind of take in what the people were saying to me as I was conversating. It was as if, um, if you've spoken to someone in a really loud room, um, and you try really hard to kind of understand what they're saying and, and you can't, you just can't hear you know, their wor- you can't hear their words properly or you can't process them. Like I could hear them, but I couldn't process what was going on. And I just felt like in both my ears was my subconscious just yelling, just the worst, the worst things you could think about yourself over and over again. 
And, you know, you try and do things like I, I kind of went to a quiet space and tried to kind of center myself and, and it, it sucked, man. It sucked so much. Like I, I was at something that, you know, would usually make like I was actually the sober driver at the event. So I was, I was really in a great mood and I just, I couldn't get away. I couldn't get away from this. You know, when I kind of came to after I, I sort of went home and I just, I literally just broke down in tears. Like I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. It was just, I, all I heard was just this, it was like almost deafening yelling about, you know, just me in my head saying, you know, you're not good enough. You're not, you shouldn't be doing this. Like you you should, you don't deserve this. You don't deserve anything. And you know, in my head, I know, I know I don't think like that. I know I never think like that. And I'm, I'm always someone who, um, well, you know, for the most part, I I really am like, you know, I I have a lot of self-worth, worth and all that sort of stuff. But sometimes, I don't know, something just triggers in my brain and it, and it sucks and it really does suck. But I I got home and, you know, I, I literally had to call my mum. I had to reach out to someone, um, someone who was just, who knows me like the back of their hand. So mum was definitely the one. And I literally just cried. I cried on the phone. I said, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening, but I think reaching out for me was massive. Like just, you know, knowing that I could call just, well, not even knowing that I could call, but just calling someone and letting them know how I felt before I got, you know, I put myself in a rut. So, you know, I got home and I, uh, the only way I could explain it, and you know, for those of you who ha- do go through shit like this, uh, for for those of you who don't, or for those of you who probably don't know that I kind of go through this sort of shit every so often, but it's like as if if you've ever seen a, a really dark rain cloud like come over really quickly, and it just it just blurs everything. Like you you feel like you can't function, you can't do anything, and it, and it's. It's something that it's terrifying. You know, when I was 18, 19, and this was first starting to happen to me and I was just starting to sort of catch it, I was so scared. I had, I was like this, like my brain's broken. I'm fucked. Like this is, this is, I've like, I'm fried. That's, I've, I'm just broken. And it, it was really, it took me so, so long. And I'm talking years to kind of talk to people about it. And, and you know, for some people, they're, they're probably hearing this for the first time and going, holy fuck, I didn't even know. But yeah, so it definitely happens less frequently now. Um, and I think that's because I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to tell people. Well, obviously, like I'm literally putting it on YouTube, but I'm not afraid to tell people that I felt shit and it had nothing to do with anything. Like no one was mean to me or whatever. No one said anything, nothing like that. I just, my brain just didn't, you know, give me that that happiness, that in that endorphin rush, that whatever, whatever it's called. So, um, yeah. And it was really, really hard. Um, and I woke up on Sunday morning and I kind of feel like my brain kind of restarted itself and, and I felt back to normal. I felt really good. And I just really, I was really lucky that I had, you know, I could call my mom or I could talk to Kia or I could talk to my brother or dad or anyone. And, you know, I think the main part behind this sort of segment, you know, that mental health check-in is, you know, if there is someone listening to this that has that shit going and they think that their fucking brain is broken or not, it's, it's, you're, there's nothing broken about your brain. 
There's nothing. It happens to everyone. Like I'm for the most part a really upbeat, happy person. I love my life. I love everything about it. Yet, you know, it still hits me. It still hits me every so often. So, you know, if that is you and just reach out to someone, like don't hide it. Don't hide it because it's dark. Like I've been there and it sucks and you feel like you can't get out of it. And, you know, people who don't go through that sort of shit don't, will never understand. And that's okay because it's, it's got nothing like, don't, you know, if you are someone who doesn't get that sort of stuff, just be mindful that it's not you. Okay. The biggest, I think the biggest problem is, and this is coming from me as experienced as like a 19 year old, a 20 year old who had this and people thought it was them that were making me sad. It, it's not you. And I think the best thing that you could do if a friend or someone is going through that sort of shit is literally just being present, just being there. Not, and you don't need to help, but just having someone there is massive. Having Kia with me when I was going through that was huge. Being able to call my mum and just, you know, just tell her like, I'm not sad, but I'm sad. I don't understand. That was massive. So yeah, like I said, if that's something that you go through, please reach out, please reach out to someone and like help yourself. It's, you don't have to feel scared or embarrassed about it anymore. Like we're not living in the stone age anymore. You don't need to you know, it's, you're not weak, you're not anything. It sucks. It happens to me. I like to be a tough person, but sometimes I just cry and shit happens. And I try to, especially at school, I try to tell the kids, you know, it happens to everybody, everybody. But yeah, so I really wanted to lead on to that um, because it, it hasn't happened for a long time, but it did happen and it, and it really, uh, it really got to me. But you know, at the same time I got through it and here I am back again, feeling great, went to work today. I've got a fucking amazing job. I do amazing things at work. I mean, I can't be happier, but it still happens. And I just need to deal with that. So if that's you, you're not alone. It happens to the best of us. And, uh, yeah. So like I said, I wanted to make a point of that. Um, but I also wanted to lead on after that. Um, you know, I, I did mention beforehand that last week I wasn't as, um, I wasn't as conscious about going to the gym and working out. And, you know, when I say going to the gym and stuff like that, that also means like me eating half decent foods. Like I think I was, I can't remember what I was eating. Actually, no, I had a pretty good week with food, but you know, sometimes when I get like that, I get down, I fucking just binge on shit. Like I'll buy like packets of chips and stuff. And it's, it's not, you know, if you put shit into your body, you just get shit out. So, um, you know, it's, and it, it's the difference. There could be that difference of just like one, you go to the gym, you go for a run or whatever. And then, you know, all of a sudden yeah, it just starts the domino effect of like getting your shit together. You know, you like you, you, one minute you're lifting weights and doing a fucking assault bike. The next minute you're rearranging your fucking pantry and cleaning the towels in your bathroom. Like it's that it, it, it's how would I explain? It's, it's like, <laughs> it's like exercise is like the gateway drug to productivity like literally you come back from a workout, you're just buzzing, you're fucking feeling great. You're in, you're like, oh shit, look at the floor. I might give it a mop and, uh, you know, I'll, oh, I'll sit down and I'll fucking reply to these emails or some shit because, because you've worked out and you feel great. So, um, I think that sort of incident on the weekend has made me go, look, you know, you know, like get your ass, go out and do something, go for a walk, go for a run, take Luna for a walk, do something don't just come home and be a piece of shit. So, 
you know, that's something, take that, whatever you will. But, you know, it's, it's definitely, definitely awesome, to, you know, when you do that exercise sort of stuff and, and all that shit. Yeah, but, you know, it's a gateway to productivity. If you want to re, you want to clean your fridge, fucking go work out and then clean your fridge. You'll feel better about cleaning your fridge, trust me. Put on some cleaning fucking tunes or some shit. I don't know. Do, do your thing. Just do it. Sorry, I've uh, I made myself a long, a long black because um, I uh, I got home a little bit earlier today. Uh, did the click and collect from Woolies, but I uh, got home before four, so now I can't get my groceries till after four. So hence why I'm sitting and having a conversation with you guys. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, exactly. You know, it is what it is. Off off the serious stuff. Off the serious stuff. I feel fucking great again. I feel really good again I love this you know I'm, I'm getting more interactions with guests I'm really excited to have people on and I loved you know even down to like chatting to my mate Darcy like you know we've known each other for for like a fair few years now and I still can sit down and even in that conversation I learned things about him that I had no idea he was interested in or anything like that so the, the idea of podcasting for me is just the best I get to chat to cool people I get to talk vent sometimes play Pokemon. I don't know. You know, it's, it's the best. Um, but I did start listening to, uh, Hamish and Andy's podcast. I, I actually had no idea that Hamish and Andy are back, uh, with a podcast. It's, it's really cool. Um, yeah, it's, it, I feel like they've, cause they've kind of branched away from radio now They're they could be their selves and a lot of, they can produce their own shit. And it's, it's really, it shows like when you see their stuff, it's so fucking funny. Like it's, I was driving to work the other day, listening to one of their podcasts and I was just crying. I got to work. I just had tears in my eyes. It was so great. Um, but they do a segment on there called, uh, like power moves. And I got me thinking, cause I don't like copying people, but I had a thought of having, um, thinking about dog power moves cause everyone's got a dog and dogs have this ability to kind of assert dominance in their house with their owner by doing some sort of thing that just makes you feel like a piece of shit because you have to clean up after this animal and this animal is conscious that you have to clean up after it. Uh, so it got me thinking about dog power moves and I saw this, I saw this the other day. I saw a, a couple walking and it was a big, big muscly dude, tatted up, like, you know, it looked like a scary bloke. Um, and his French bulldog, uh, you know, probably called like Boston or some fucking, you know, bullshit name like that. But, um, what's another Frenchy name? I don't know. Uh, Winston, some, something along those lines. Yes. You know, those names. And anyway, uh, I was thinking, I was thinking like, as I saw the dog, I was like, man, that dog has so much power, like over these, these people. And as I thought that, this dog was in the middle of the fucking footpath. And you know, with Luna, she's very, you know, she's pretty, she's pretty timid. She does her own thing, you know. But she always shits in the garden or on the grass. She always shits in the garden or on the grass. Never, never on the footpath. This French bulldog just stopped in the middle of the footpath and took like a massive shit on the footpath. And it was on a crowded footpath. And I just watched the dude... And the, and the girl, to be honest, they had no choice but to literally just, in the middle of everyone, pick up this dog's shit. And I just thought to myself, that is the ultimate power move. Like, 
the dog can show that it has complete control over his owners because he goes, hey, no matter where I shit, you're going to have to pick up my poop. And this dog, like, it just had this face. Once one old mate had to, you know, put the bag over his hand and do all that shit and get down and seeing an overly muscly tattooed scary bloke pick up a tiny French bulldog's poo on a crowded footpath is just the ultimate power move by the dog. And the dog did not break any sort of eye contact when the guy was picking up the shit. And I just thought, this dog knows. He knows that he's asserting dominance over his owners by saying, hey, I'm going to shit here and you're going to do nothing about it because I own you and you feed me and whatever I do, you're going to have to do for me. So he just took a shit in the middle of the footpath. And I thought, you know... There's only two types of dogs that take shits on footpath. And if your dog is not one of these dogs, then it's news to me. There are two types of dogs. There is French bulldogs and fucking wiener dogs. They are the only types of dogs that I know that consciously shit on the footpath. I know, I know you dogs know what you're doing. I know it. I know this isn't just a fucking, you're shitting on purpose. I know. So if you're, one of, if you're a dog owner of a wiener dog and a French bulldog and it's shitting on the floor, it, it knows it owns you. You think you own the dog. Nah, nah. That dog owns you. It owns you. Shitting on the footpath. Ultimate power move. Ultimate dog power moves. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hashtag that. Ultimate dog power moves. But um, yeah, so lucky if Luna shits on the concrete, and I tell you what, I'm probably going to pick it up because I'm a pussy. And uh, I just let her walk all over me anyway. So, you know, dog power moves. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, you know, power moves. Hamish and Andy podcast. Check it out. It's fucking hilarious. Um, you know, on the, on the subject of poo, um, I can't believe that's how I'm going inter- to go into the next segment. On the subject of poo, um, like I said, I was at a I was at a party the other day, um, the other weekend. You know, I was at an adult party. It was uh, it was, you know, just just nothing crazy. You know, whatever. Um, but I, I had a moment where I, you know, you, the the Lord sent me a message. He said, "Matson, it's time to uh, tinkle, and you need to go." So I thought, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go tinkle. Great call because I don't want to piss my pants because that would be fucked up at a party, um, especially when you're not drinking. So I, uh, I walked to the, the bathroom and I thought, you know, this is great. There's no line. Beauty. I'm going to sit behind because it was a house. So there was only one toilet and, you know, you, everyone's pretty, no one was overly fucking messed up. So um, I just sat there and this, this bloke came out and he goes, sorry, brother. Like, you know, I took a bit longer and I said, no worries, champion. Don't stress. I walked into a fucking gas chamber of smell. It was like probably the worst poo smell I've ever smelled in my life. Like I literally breathed in. I was like, I'm going to die. That's it. So, you know, I did my business and, uh, and I thought in my, in the back of my head, I thought, fuck, this smell is lingering. Like it's not going anywhere. You know, I I sprayed the spray. Like he obviously didn't. So he obviously wanted me to bask in the smell of his glorious shit. Um, but I sprayed the spray and there was, you know, there was nothing I could do. It was like putting like, it was like putting a, a bottle of water on a giant bushfire. Like it, it was doing something for a little bit and then fucked up, gone. Um, and then, of course, I'm thinking like, oh, fuck me. Like now it still smells like shit. And so I've walked out and here's where it gets kind of annoying. Because now, and 
ladies, we all know you go to you guys go to the bathrooms in groups, and that's fair enough. You know, you, you want to you don't want to be in there by yourself. So there was a group of about four girls who went in after me, um, and what I like to get uh, I like to call it um, I got caught in the secondhand poo. So the secondhand poo smell um, that is where I left the bathroom, obviously not contributing to the smell. And I left and these girls had walked in after me. Obviously, they didn't know that there was another guy in there before me. But now, obviously, they walk in. It smells like shit. Who do they believe? Oh, they believe that it's me that just dropped the giant bog of all bogs. And now I'm probably the guy because that's four people who now know me as the bog person. And um, now, unfortunately... um, now, unfortunately, I'm known to the party as the guy who stunk out the toilet. Um, and I thought about it. This second, this secondhand poo, the secondhand poo smell is deadly. It could make or break a very awkward situation, usually with people you don't know. So if you're with a group of people that you know, you know, who, who cares? You don't care. No one cares. But if you're with people that don't know you and the first impression they have is that guy just stunk out the toilet... It sucks, man. It sucks. Because now I'm conscious of the fact that these girls are walking around probably like, oh, that's that's the dude that shit. And he stinks, man. Don't go near him. He stinks. And I'm like, sick. That's me. I'm the poo person now. But um, and I worked out. I was thinking about it. I was like, holy shit, this has happened in lifts. It happens in the lifts. I, I hate. I hate living in an apartment that has lifts. But at the, at the same time, I would much rather be in a lift than with like five people I don't know. Um, pretending to be on my phone so no one talks to me, um, then walking up nine flights of stairs. But it happened to me again, literally, on Sunday afternoon. I got into the lift, and this guy, who was previously getting out of the lift, must have taken, just let loose. He just literally said, fuck it, there's no one in this elevator. I'm going to just, just fart. And I've got in the lift and I've noticed that it's very smelly and I'm like sick. Like now I'm going to go up the lift and if anyone comes in the lift, they're going to think it was me that dropped the fart. And of course, because of my luck, you know, I've got great luck. Um, He gets out at the bottom floor. I get in at the bottom floor and I said, sweet, smells like fart. Unreal. We get to level one because I'm in the basement. We get to level one and of course, of course, there is a hens party going on in one of the levels. So eight girls all done up, get into the lift and immediately I get eyes like I was the one that farted and now if I ever see those people again, I'm the dude that stunk out the lift. And on the flip, that guy who got out of the lift probably wasn't even the farter. He was probably just the the one basking in the fart. And now I'm thinking he's the father. So if that's you, mate, I'm sorry. But I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was you. Maybe, who knows? And it's just this circle of like who farted. I can't believe I'm talking about poos and farts for like 18 minutes. This, this is where the podcast has gone. I'm trying to get people on to talk about legitimate things. And all I've talk, spoken about for the last 13 minutes is poos and farts. I had to do it though. I had to get it out. That's, that's a poo pun. <laughs> Shut up, Matson. You're an idiot. Oh man, I think I'm going insane. No, I'm not. Surely everyone thinks about it. I'm just the only idiot that wants to get on camera and talk about it. Yay! Yes! It's me, the hermit, talking about farts. Oh, how good. How good. That actually made me feel a lot better. 
you know? Screw anyone that says you can't talk about poos and farts. That makes me feel good. Sometimes, sometimes I guess the hardest thing about being a, a, a teacher is the fact that a kid will make like a fart joke or something and it's genuinely funny and you can't laugh because you have to be serious. But then you go home and you tell your girlfriend like, oh, this kid <laughs> spoke about this fart today and I had to keep a straight face. But in my head, I was crying in laughter. It was hilarious. Yeah, it's funny. Just a child teaching children. Oh, well. Yeah, I've got to stop mentioning that I'm a teacher. I love it too much. It's the best. I think I mentioned it once a podcast. Anyway, getting away from that. We're almost there. 13 minutes later, I'm talking about farts and stuff and, you know, hopefully leading in with mental health and then ending with some funny fart stories. You guys will be good. Anyway, this week, this week, guys, Inner City Hermit podcast is going ham. We've been doing like triple uploads a week now. It's actually been really good. We, by we, I mean me. Um, but I've done a lot of editing and I'm learning so much. I'm actually really like loving how much I'm learning. It's great. These are skills that I'm probably going to use as, as I spoke on the podcast with Darcy, like have an open mind about when are you going to learn these, excuse me, these skills, you know, I might not be editing videos tomorrow for my job, but five years down the track, could be i might not be recording sounds tomorrow but i tell you what five years down the track it's a skill always keep an open mind but yeah so i hope you enjoyed uh enjoyed the interview i I did do i hate calling it an interview it's more of a conversation but you know if you're starting a business or something i hope you got something out of it we do have a couple cool guests coming up that i'm really excited for because to be honest they're they're people that for me I really admire. So having them on uh, is really cool for me. So I'm excited. And I think if I'm excited to talk to them, hopefully you guys are going to get a lot out of it as well. So you know how it is, guys. Um, It's the Inner City Hermit signing off. Uh, Back to my first point. You're not alone. It happens to the best of us. Mental health is a weird thing, man. It's, It's weird, you know. I think big thing is check on your strong friends, you know. They probably don't reach out as much because they, they care so much about everyone else. So check on each other. It's not weird if you're a bloke and you're at the pub. It's not weird to ask how your mate is mentally. Like, it's not weird and, you know, you're not a pussy. Just do it because you don't know. That conversation could be the difference between him going home and feeling terrible and him going home and feeling great about himself. So, you know, as I always say, guys... If you're having a shit day, it's going to be better tomorrow. If you're having a, if, if you had a shit day yesterday and you're on your way to work, you know, today's going to be so much better. You know it is. It always is. So be nice to everyone. Give your mum a call. I gave my mum a call and it was the best thing ever. So call your mum, call your dad, call someone close to you, call your grandparents. They probably really want you to check in on them. But anyway, have a great week, guys. And, uh, you know, as I always say, just be good humans and peace out and, you know, Don't get caught in the secondhand fart. We're not going to end with that. Peace out, guys. Have a great week.